morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Shine and Flow. Um, I am really excited and calm today. <laughs> I actually just had a, an energy healing, or not healing, but energy changing session with uh, Kevin Russell here. But uh, before I jump in and tell you all about it and he explains to us what energy is, let's go ahead and get started with three deep breaths in so we can get centered open and receptive to all this beautiful wisdom we're about to hear. So go ahead and close your eyes if that's comfortable for you and take a deep breath in. Out. In. Out. Deep breath in and out. All right, I'm feeling super calm now, <laughs> a little lightheaded and happy. Um, Kevin, I'm so excited to have you here today. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for that energy session we did. Um, I told you when you came in, I was feeling a little anxious and a little. Um, just excited energy because a lot's going on today for me. And um, after your session, I feel calmer and I think you noticed it too. Mm. You were asking me how I was feeling. But um, just so all of you know out there who Kevin is, Kevin Russell is actually a energy change agent. And um, he's also the author of My Guy on the Ninth Floor, which is really fascinating. I've been reading it and it's so good. It's all about his experience with radical enlightenment and um, energy and just everything being connected on earth. So Kevin, I want to hear from you because I don't want to <laughs> take your thunder and you are a total expert in this. So how are you feeling today? How's everything? I'm, I'm feeling great. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the, the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate the breathing. I love I, we should any, any meeting should really be started that way. I think I agree. Whether it's a business <laughs> meeting, you're meeting, you know, getting together with relatives, whatever it is. Like, right. okay, everybody, we're just gonna come together and do a couple nice deep breaths, and it really just if anybody's coming to a situation with agenda or with anything, mm -hmm. it just neutralizes the field. Exactly. It brings everybody that almost that same spot energetically, which right. is right. And I think it's really um, like you said, it, it neutralizes everything, and it's just a good way to. I feel like oftentimes when we're about to get into a meeting, we have kind of that excited energy, that anxious, like, oh, what's, you know? Absolutely. Or when we're about to go into a party mm -hmm. or every time before I go into like a social event, mm -hmm. I, I'm in my car, I turn off the car and I sit there for a couple of breaths because mm -hmm. I need to like recenter that energy. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, the energy is kind of wild right now. I, I need to stop so yeah. I can walk in and be like, you know, good energy with people. Absolutely. So I, I want to learn all about energy and you are the person I want to <laughs> learn about your enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So tell me all about it. So yeah, in some ways it was uh, an accelerated three or four year journey. Mm -hmm. And then in others, when I kind of pull back the scope, it's really been a lifetime of inquiry and openness, um, asking more wise more hows and um, taking what I taking what I was exposed to or experiencing but then almost innately never being satisfied that any one thing I was looking at had the complete answer mm -hmm. so for mm -hmm. me those things were 
uh, science, theology, philosophy, religion, mm. all had very valuable and very important components. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was noticing the commonalities more than the differences. Um, but one a question that always led me in life was yes and. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, we'd spoken before, I'd grown right. up Irish Catholic, you'd grown up uh, Catholic as well. And right. so my experience was that I wasn't, and everybody's individual, everybody's separate. Mm -hmm. And if we are getting um, uplifting positive experiences from our, uh, from our thing, that things we're interested in, whether it's religion or, or anything else, and we're living our lives from the inside out, and we're not taking things personally, and we're treating everyone with kindness and empathy and acceptance, mm -hmm. then keep doing you. Right. But if we're in things that could be religion, um, family structures, jobs, industries that don't resonate, then we can, there, are, there are other tools and modalities out there that can get us to that same place right. that people have with a very personal connection to the powers that are greater than us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was really the journey, looking at it from a, I don't quite have all the, all the answers yet. And, and it's just, there, there's missing, there's, I, I see the puzzle, but there's still pieces missing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so then uh, my wife, Kelly Russell, I know, I know you've spoken with, she and I uh, embarked on a real self-discovery journey with our daughter being the catalyst. And I think uh, Kelly touched on that as well. She where, did. Yeah, that was amazing. I loved hearing that story. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I'm a believer. <laughs> so yeah, our expressions, we'll give you the, the cliff, Cliff's notes, our expressions of dis-ease in, in my relationship with my wife, and it was coming from both sides, mm -hmm. started to manifest in our daughter in the experience of uh, anxiousness and nervousness mm -hmm. and picking or scratching at any blemish she had. Uh, arms, legs, face, uh, neck, shoulders, wow. to the point where it looked like she had chicken pox. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, something, something must be wrong with Ryan. Something, that's my daughter's name. Something mm -hmm. must be wrong with her. And seven minutes with this amazing doctor and found out 100% it was us and she was good to go. Wow. So he, he worked on her first or just worked with her for seven minutes, cleared anything that was there to be cleared energetically. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a Western MD who brought on more energy aspects of health and well-being because he wasn't noticing healing and recovery from chronic ailments or illnesses or from long-standing embedded things in our lives mm -hmm. with strictly western means right, right but then he onboards these uh what can be termed either eastern or more um uh, maybe esoteric mm -hmm. uh, approaches to health and well-being and noticed very rapid if not immediate shifts just with changing the internal energy oh, or assisting in changing that. the internal it's energy. It's so amazing because I we had this conversation where uh, Western medicine is very focused on treating the symptom, mm -hmm. but not exactly the cause. And yeah. a lot of times I, I'm a big believer that our body talks to us and it's uh, psychosomatic mm -hmm. symptoms that are expressing themselves, like you said, the dis-ease that yeah. we're feeling inside of some type of energy is expressing itself to us and like, knee pain or mm -hmm. me I get shoulder pain when I'm feeling anxious mm -hmm. and you know had I had the mindset of oh I just need to go get that fixed right it, it's it's not a matter of that it's like okay my mind is racing and it's connecting to that shoulder and that shoulder is yeah. now throbbing I yep. need to back up like you said ask where is this coming from and then pivot that mm -hmm. energy because everything is energy every literally everything mm -hmm. um and and this is the the intriguing, the fascinating, the fun, and the challenging aspect of energy uh, is that to your point, our systems cannot speak to us using what we would term communication right. because we're not getting the interpersonal communication that we are speaking with someone in person. 
where we're hearing the words, but also there's body language, there's how we're carrying ourselves, there's eye contact, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things informing the communication. Right, right. With our subconscious uh, mind-body, and this is one of the distinctions I make in the book, um, really condensing things down uh, to their commonalities and also looking at things from as high a perspective as possible and identifying those connections as opposed to getting stuck on the differences, mm -hmm. which I feel like we get embedded with so often in, the, in our world um, because the things we've created, um, society, culture, sports, monetary systems, uh, different technology bases, Android versus Mac, mm -hmm. they're all things that are, they're all contrasts that are available for us to experience. Mm -hmm. But then more often than not, we, uh, we get stuck or we start identifying with things outside of ourselves mm -hmm. to help validate things we're feeling inside or to help make, make sense of our world but so much so that we become very resistant to whatever's on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. And so the more we are enmeshed with our outer world, say I'm a, I'm a rabid Cubs fan or uh, I'm an Android person, I don't do, I don't do <laughs> Apple, which are both fine yeah. if it's balanced. But if we get out of balance and become you know, obsessive or become dug in, mm -hmm. that's where there's nobody else creating this, this imbalance of dis-ease in our lives. We're doing it to ourselves, mm. but we don't realize it. Right. And that's where you start. Um, you could take that uh, whole mindset of, it's not me that's doing this, right? right? Yeah. You, you give somebody else the power of the peace in your life. Yeah. It's, and at the end of the day, you're the only one who's responsible for giving away your peace. Yeah. So. But it's so easy to point the finger, right? And be like, well, it's because of you that I yeah. feel this way. And that's part of our, our um, innate defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. Going back to that subconscious mind-body and reducing things down. So uh, subconscious mind-body, I put ego in there. I put pride in there. Um, any type, and it includes all of our autonomic functions, all of our bodily processes, including fight, flight, or freeze, mm -hmm. um, digestion, all of our senses, our perceptions of the world. So that's one concept, one aspect of our experience. The other is our conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get into interpersonal relationships. We get into deep thoughts. We get into um, our, our critical thinking, our problem solving, and even our, the creativity side of things. Right. When we're consciously, or if we're not conscious, we're hyper-present in the space where the creation happens. Mm. The challenge is our subconscious is, uh, our subconscious mind-body is conservatively 50,000, sorry, 500,000 times stronger than our conscious mind oh. from a processing standpoint. Okay. So everything we've ever experienced is recorded and embedded in our subconscious. Mm. Um, it's like the hard drive. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah, like the, like the supercomputer of us. Um, and conservatively, the processing capacity has been estimated at uh, 20 million bits per second, and that's on the low end. So we've got our subconscious mind that processes literally everything we experience in life and more mm -hmm. because if our senses were, were were throttled wide open it would be impossible for us to drive a car it might even be impossible for us to go for a walk or a run oh my gosh because <laughs> the world does have a lot more input and sensation than our body allows mm -hmm. a good example uh, an easy example i guess is uh, the fact that we can't see our nose <laughs> We know it's there, right. but we can't see it looking out of our eyes because right. our body has assimilated that, yes, this thing is permanently here. Okay, we don't need to waste energy on, on visually seeing it when we're looking out of our, out of our eyes. Interesting. So that's why it's very hard to actually see your own nose if you're not yeah, looking at it. Yeah, I'm like cross-eyed right, right now trying to look. Yeah. 
because your system's like, yeah, no, we know it's there. Don't worry about it. Right. And so it's this governor of our subconscious that uh, not only is, uh, and then our conscious mind operates at about 40 bits per second, okay. which is that critical thinking. It's that problem solving, but mm. we can't critically think or solve 18 problems at once. Right. We're very good, at least for me. I know, you know, there's the gender divide sometimes on a multitasking versus not multitasking. <laughs> but for me anyway, I do very, very good with uh, getting things out of my head, creating a list, mm -hmm. and then checking and going one at a time. Right, right. When I'm consciously involved with something. Mm -hmm. The other challenge with our subconscious is it's going to do everything it possibly can to keep us safe at all times. Mm. So anytime we have a negative experience, and this can be something we're consciously aware of, this can be something that is that our, our system flags as important that we don't even remember, it embeds it as it's being experienced. Mm. And so uh, this kind of gets us right into the thought that every single human on earth has experienced PTSD. Everybody has post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, the examples or the extremes to which it's experienced are completely individual, mm. just like our experience in life is completely individual. So if we go back to the concept of energy, uh, energy can't be changed, or sorry, energy can't be destroyed or created, it can only change form. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about um, an anxiety uh, showing up as a shoulder pain or knee pain, that's one expression of our subconscious communicating to our conscious mind, hey, something's going on in the system. Yeah, it's kind of like the alert, right? Exactly. The, the alarm going off yeah. inside, uh, kind of like that movie. Have you seen that movie? Uh, uh, what is it, the Pixar movie? Oh, Where they uh, have little Inside emotions. Out. Yes, totally. they have the emotions running yeah. and then the alarms go off. Yeah. And that's what I imagine when I have that shoulder pain. Yeah. I'm like, my alarm is going off. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and it can manifest in, uh, you know, it can actually manifest in the mental expressions of anxiety or depression. Mm -hmm. uh, it can manifest as high blood pressure. It can manifest as sciatica, angina, right. any anything that we experience that is symptomatic, but there has not been a verified and identified 100% root cause, mm -hmm. there's an energetic component to it. So again, from that kind of 10,000 foot view, basically anything outside of acute physical damage to our bodies is going to have an energetic component to it. And to that point, you can even have energetic components to the healing process of an acute physical trauma or pain. Mm -hmm. That if our energy is aligned and our energy is clear of negative, we're going to be much more resilient and have a, a much more successful recovery period. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, read a couple of articles and seen some documentaries that talk about people have cured their cancer, mm -hmm. but and I don't want to say their cancer, right? Because I don't want like don't associate with it. It yeah that what they're having, what they're experiencing, but they've been able to clear it mm -hmm. by uh, basically every day watching comedies, mm -hmm. listening to happy music. Um, eating whole foods instead of processed canned food, just yeah. whole foods, vegetables, anything that's fresh. And also um, importantly, like having positive thoughts and instead of saying, I'm fighting this cancer, yeah. they don't want to put that energy into it because that's negative, right? They're saying, I'm growing in my healing. I am getting stronger. I am healthier. Yep. And people have been able to just eradicate it. Yeah. And that to me is so powerful. I'm like, how can we doubt that energy and our thoughts aren't a thing. Yeah. If anything, it's like the realest thing. <laughs> it's it, it's it's imbued and part of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're looking at a look solid, but if we take it down to going down to that micro level, right? 
there's nothing solid about seemingly solid objects, just like our bodies. Like <laughs> right. we, are, we are not solid. Yeah. If, and actually, if we're touching, we're actually not touching. There's a layer, a very finite, a very fine layer of energy. <laughs> so we're actually technically never touching if we're shaking hands or we're hugging. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So the other th interesting thing with energy, and you touched on it, is that it 100% uh, shifts and changes form, but then it's also, again, in everything, and in everything also includes things that we might perceive as intangible. Mm -hmm. So to your point about thoughts, the thoughts we have about ourselves and others, the thoughts we entertain based on the inputs we're getting from, from media, from entertainment, from social, oh, yeah. um, from, uh, from news, and uh, all, these, all these inputs, including food, to your point, mm -hmm. what quality of inputs are we tolerating, are yes. we accepting, are we inviting into our world? And by in our world, I mean the world within our bodies, mm -hmm. because that's really the most important world to cultivate energy and elevate energy from a positive standpoint. Right. Because, again, to your point, that's where everything happens. Mm -hmm. Our worldview is created at the energetic level. Whether this world is heaven or hell on earth, whether it's purgatory, whether we are justified or, or we are fighting against something we perceive as other or different or scary or evil, right. it's all a perception. And we're, experience, we're seeing it right now with the election results. Four years ago, there was a certain portion of the population, about 50%, give or take, that was devastated and distraught and overwhelmed that, and, and in disbelief that they didn't win. Right. And now, four years later, that coin has been flipped. Mm -hmm. So the exact, has, exact same thing is happening to the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's real interesting that where everybody uh, tends to be very dug in with, I'm right, I'm justified. But then what energy is creating that? A lot of times if we're lashing out at things outside of ourselves for a sense of who we are or a place in the world, it's because we're operating at a deficit, at a level of uh, insecurity or fear. And scarcity. Scarcity. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fear of the other. Scarcity of, of resources. There's enough resources on this planet right now to feed, clothe, and provide fresh water for every human on this planet. The issues are, one, logistics and distribution, and also the the aspect of existence that we're still cultivating of very low energetic expressions mm -hmm. of our outer world mm -hmm. and those manifest in greed and those manifest in scarcity and those manifest in fear or protection against yeah. per perceptions of the other yeah but again if we distill it down to its nth degree or we take it up to a high enough level all there is is us all there is is one one human race, one earth, one world, um, really one goal of peace and happiness and love and security and those feelings cult being cultivated internally. Right. Because it's very hard and challenging to experience those things in the world if we're not first cultivating those things internally. Yeah, you can't recognize it and you won't attract that type of energy. It's, right. you know, the energy you put out there literally is the energy you receive because it's all magnetic. It'll, yep. it'll come to you. So if you're out there trying to find peace, but inside you're full of anxiety. Or in turmoil, yeah. You're turmoil, right. How will you know, even if peace comes into your life, yeah. how are you going to fully recognize it and accept it, mm -hmm. right? And, and so often the high achievers, um, it's either, uh, we, you know, I, I, well, I, uh, you have to sacrifice so much for success mm -hmm. or, or um, there's a perception that um, 
I, if I don't succeed, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. And so often either the fear of failure is a motivator to achieve certain aspects. And we, that can be material wealth, that can be notoriety, whatever the goal is. But so often you hear the stories of people that have achieved a lot, but then in the wake of that achievement, it's broken relationships. It's not being as present uh, for their children. Uh, we see that with Steve Jobs example. Um, uh, or burning through relationships and having you know multiple ex-husbands or wives right. or different aspects just for that singular focus of either monetary or whatever that goal is. But if we cultivate a peaceful presence of abundance and security and, uh, and confidence and worth and self-love on the inside mm -hmm. and then broadcast those things out to the world, everything is achievable and everything is possible in a full spectrum approach Absolutely. instead of a targeted just, okay, this is the one thing I'm going for. Yeah. You might not get there as fast mm -hmm. and it will definitely be a, a more winding road because it's an internal journey mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we're the only navigator of this ship. And so we can either go through life with our head down, just staring at a screen and reacting and looking at our blip on the radar, so to speak. And that's really kind of living an enmeshed life within our subconscious, accepting the thoughts, emotions, and reactions yeah, as thinking us. thinking that you're doomed and that's you, right? right? I'm, I, my family has a history of depression, so uh -huh. I'm a depressed person. Right, or, or to your point, my, my depression or my cancer. Yes. The, the, the power and the energy and language is as strong, if not stronger, than the power and energy and thought. Because if you take enough people in any region, mm -hmm. or not even any region at this point, or you, you draw uh, like thinking groups together, mm -hmm. that energy gets magnified just in the conversation, just in the sharing of energetic ideas yeah. and energetic language. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you see these different groups coalescing in resistance to what they perceive as an evil or an injustice. But if we just take a minute to sit and to take three breaths as we did to start off the podcast mm -hmm. and for the majority of the world yes there are outliers there are exceptions but the, for the majority of the world even in the most perceivingly impoverished areas and perceived populations that are at a, uh, a, a lesser place or perceived to be uh, third world or, or whatever mm -hmm. label or term again it's just language right it's going to be very hard to change our situation without changing our thoughts mm. because it's this is an inside out process of existence if we don't change the internal there is no way we will change our external right it has to start from within yeah it's um it's the whole oh goodness <laughs> <laughs> somebody's say. outside um <laughs> you know it's the whole like the inside like your your thoughts are literal things right they become things like um you explain your thoughts become actions or no your thoughts become words mm -hmm. which your words become feelings and then they become actions is that how you, that goes you can actually toss in belief as well feelings then become beliefs mm. and then when we get it when we get embedded with a belief that's when it can become uh, augmented it can become adultered where the belief starts to morph and starts to change mm. from uh, you know one side or the other being evil to now one side or the other being like dangerously evil mm -hmm. and so there's these uh, there's these misperceptions or they, they are they're not misperceptions they are real perceptions in the reality that we're creating mm -hmm. but if we can create a touch of separation 
between ourselves, which is our energetic body, that, that light that every single person has inside, mm-hmm. that, that heart center, the te- you know, the, the inner God, our, yeah. our connection to what is greater than us, whatever label we like to use. Yeah. Every single one of us, that's actually us. That is that's our energetic the real nature. Us, that's right? the real us. That's the unchanged, just like the raw, real us the, is that beautiful, holy, like loving, peaceful light. That internal, that internal energy, that internal light mm-hmm. that is, um, you, you can look at it as imbued by our creator. You can look at it as we are a fractalized expression of source having a human experience. You can look at it as it's our, our soul, our inner spirit. It's all the same thing. Yeah. And the way we've yeah. been approaching it is from a very forest for the trees attitude with, with religion, with theology, with philosophy, Eastern, Western, uh, Islam, Christianity. At their core, they're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we have gotten so attuned and focused on the differences that at large scales, we're actually ignoring the similarities. And Be- that is like in complete opposition of what the goal is. Right. Exactly. The goal is to basically namaste. The light yeah. in me sees the light in you. Hundred percent. And that's what it is in just about every religion. It's it's just treat others with love, love yourself, yeah. and love others. Yeah. And when people start to get into the well, you're Catholic and you're Jewish and you're wrong and you're right. It's mm-hmm. that's just in complete opposition of what it is. <laughs> and it, it it's a challenge. And you know the uh, aspects or um, or. Uh, the energy behind the word, mm-hmm. so to speak, the word of that which is greater than us, yeah. is there. But then, so are aspects or or or, or expressions of control, mm-hmm. of fear, mm-hmm. of scarcity, of guilt, of shame, yeah. of the other. So there have been very human, three-dimensionally human aspects that have been interjected into all all texts, pretty for the most part that have either acted to subjugate another, which creates a perception of being better than. Yeah, and or, creating the other is less than. Exactly, yeah. and that's been expressed, exactly, with, with uh, European conquest of, of the Western Hemisphere, with, uh, with slavery, with uh, treatment of, uh, by religions of, of, of people, they, or governments, of yeah. people or groups they, turn, they deem other. Right. It's all separation. Yeah. It's all control and it's all power. And, and you take it back to, I'm sorry, not no, to, please. but to take it back to the energetic level, yeah. at that point, you're operating at such a low level of energy yeah. to start saying others, mm-hmm. right? And not realizing you are all one, right. you're all connected, you are all part of the same energy. Yeah. And when you start operating at that level of such low energy, how are you supposed to have a happy enriching abundant life exactly like what you're already putting out there is not in agreement with what you are which is a light source you're going in complete opposition to what you are what your nature is 100 percent. and if we're if we're broadcasting messages energetically of fear and scarcity and uh, and anxiety and um and feelings of either being unloved or unworthy mm-hmm. which so often our systems interpret the, the uh, resistance or the dis-ease that we experience in life as usually one or the other at some level. Most of us will have feelings of either unworthy or worthless or unloved or unlovable mm-hmm. as, as, as core or root um, aspects of these negative programs getting embedded in our systems. And so it's, it's very hard to operate from any other 
perspective within that perspective mm -hmm. when we're in it. Right. But the only way to get out of it is to actively create uh, distance internally between our thoughts, our emotions, and our reactions, which are part of our system. It's part of our bodily system. It's part of our human experience. Mm -hmm. But the distinction is that those things are not us. Those right, are, those, not my anxiety. It's right? the anxiety I'm experiencing. I am experiencing yes. anxiety. Because as soon as we, and again, it's very subtle. Mm -hmm. It's subtle energy, especially with language and thought. It's also very powerful. Mm -hmm. Because once we start referring to something as in a certain way, we tend to repeat it because there are, uh, there's, there's comfort and there's ease in patterns. And if we're thinking about it or, 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 or approaching something that we're aware of in the same manner over and over again, it's not as far of a distance to reach to get to that thought or get to that feeling. But if it's a negative thought or feeling, then all we're doing is, is you know, keeping, keeping the, the spear tips pointed at us. Mm -hmm. Because at any second, you could get uh, any, anything that we feel in life and it could manifest as a, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough or I'm unloved stab, so to speak. That's such a good way to, to put it. Yeah. Like they're facing <laughs> you at all times, just ready to charge yeah. because you're already putting it out there yeah. so what it's like you're manifesting it exactly inadvertently this yeah. i mean we're not without realizing it exactly. absolutely we're not actively choosing to have negative experiences yeah of course but out of survival our system has embedded these different reaction points and and negative attributes and negative aspects to keep us safe mm -hmm. because that and this is the other challenge at our core the subconscious just wants to keep us safe at all at all costs yeah so that's why if we're in a in a traumatic experience or in a heightened state of contrast using very generally, which can be uh, an acute physical, emotional, mental trauma. It can mm -hmm. be any type of, of, of abuse or anything um, perceived or not perceived. Um, I've seen things where uh, clients have reacted to, uh, they had uh, expressions of abandonment and it's because they're, uh, one, one, uh, one of their parents would work and go on business trips all the time. Mm. Another's parent would always promise to do things on the weekend and then something would come up. So there's a, there's a sense of, whereas if we put ourselves in the parent's shoes, it's like, oh shoot, you know, I, I, know, we, I know we talked about that, you know, kiddo or sweetie, you know, whatever, whatever our term of endearment is. Yeah, my but dad's something, was booger. booger. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Mine from way back was monkey just because she was always, always climbing all over us. Um, but those are, those are uh, the, the expressions, the, the, the instances where, at, you know, if we're in the, in the parent's shoes, it's like, oh, you know, I got a business trip. I, got, I have to go do this. Right. Or if you know, oh, something came up, we'll do it tomorrow. If something keeps getting pushed off, mm. what can feel innocuous and uh, is no big deal to one party can be devastating, or or create a crumbling of of the of their perceptions yeah. on the other side of things, especially in a in a parent-child relationship, where more often than not, our our expressions of love or our expressions of acceptance are not balanced. Mm -hmm. It's from the perspective of parent-child, of superior and inferior. Mm -hmm. But again, if we look at it from that perspective of everything is energy and we are all at our core the same, if we take all of the semantics and all of the disagreements and all of the subjectiveness out of the way and we start looking more objectively, mm -hmm. not only at ourselves, but of our, of our lives. I had this conversation with, our, with my daughter. I said, she was born when I was 27. I said, sweetie, the only thing I have on you is 27 more years on this planet at this time. I can teach you about politics. I can teach you how to change the oil in the car. I can mm -hmm. teach you how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. But this life is for you to live. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't telling her this when she was a baby. I was right. This was a conversation we had recently. But so many, so often we perpetuate these things. Yeah. We perpetuate these states and systems of dis-ease or, or uh, 
or anxiety or whatever the manifestation is, physical, mental, spiritual, otherwise, and we perpetuate them down the line because, well, that's the way it was for us and that's the way it's going to be for you. Mm -hmm. So expectations that we have of, of the next generation, um, assumptions that we have of the next generation, that their experience is, uh, is mirrored or exactly like what we went through. Mm -hmm. It's challenging because the only thing constant is change. And so often we get embedded in programs and routines and patterns that we feel that, oh, this is just life. But this year is a perfect example. We've collectively all gotten the rug pulled out from underneath us. And it's been, uh, it, it's, it's been the whole expression. It's been tragic. It's been uplifting. It's been triumphant. It's been destructive. It's been painful. Uh, it's been enlivening. It, it's all there. Right because that is the system of balance that we've entered into. It's a mm -hmm. spectrum. It's a spectrum of shades of gray. Mm -hmm. There is no black and white. There is no right and wrong because yeah. all those things are subjective. It's subjective energy. To one side, something's right. To the other side, something's wrong. Yeah. And both are right because that's their expression and their experience of their reality. Right, and that's their experience and their journey towards maybe their enlightenment. Their, you, the other day you said something really that stuck with me and you can't judge people based off of the part of their journey they're on. Exactly. So if that person, you know, doesn't vibe with you because of something they said, you can't judge them. No. It's all subjective. Like who are you to judge other people at that? Maybe they need to be like that right. for now to yeah. then wake up one day and realize like maybe that was a catalyst mm -hmm. that moves them towards their enlightenment. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, yeah. The best thing is for us to stay in our own energy mm -hmm. in our own space and uh, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Had a, has got a wonderful quote and it's just list, it's just my responsibility ends at my fingertips mm -hmm. so if I'm I love that. explicitly responsible for everything that goes on inside of me including my thoughts my reactions and my emotions mm -hmm. and tap into how those things feel in my body and where I feel them that's really the the start of a beautiful internal journey that is going to be an expansive one. It's going to be an uplifting one. But one of the only ways that I've personally experienced being able to get to the other side of these negatives is to move through them. Because so often in, in Western culture and in, in around the world, we're so hesitant to express emotion. Mm -hmm. We're so hesitant to experience emotion. Yeah, we or suppress to, it. hundred mm percent. -hmm. And what we resist persists. Yeah. So if we resist feeling, and it's it's cultural, and it's 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 baked into our experiences, where if you're uh, if you are more uh, masculine aligning, or you're if you're born a boy, chances are it's going to be suck it up, boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. What are you doing showing emotion? On the other side of the spectrum, if you're okay. if you're having a female or feminine experience, a lot of times that can be uh, a, uh, confronted with, why are you so emotional? Yeah. Why does everything have to be so so dramatic? <laughs> But neither, or being a caretaker, right? Being a caretaker. Women or, are very like, well, you're a woman. You take care of people. That's what you do. Right. Which can be a, a beautifully fulfilling expression of, a, of an experience in a life. Mm -hmm. And that's one expression. Right. And but it's are, not the only expression. Exactly. They're infinite. Men, men are wonderful caretakers. Women are wonderful leaders. Yeah. Men are wonderful cooks. Mm -hmm. Women are wonderful chefs. Yeah. <laughs> it's all there. There is. It's just. It's just human. It's a human expression, mm -hmm. and that can be expressed like Amelia Earhart, where she is. I'm flying. Gosh darn it! And I'm doing everything. Yeah. Or yeah. it can. It can be expressed in um, uh, in Mother Teresa, where it was just this outpouring of empathy. Um, 
but then there was, again, if we're looking at it at, at a balanced way, there were still aspects of her sense that the, the population she was serving were other or were in need of what she had to offer mm. as opposed to being fulfilled within their own belief systems. Mm. So even, even the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, there's, there's room for, for self-awareness. Yeah. There's room, room for um, additional self-actualization mm -hmm. of putting ourselves in the other's shoes. I feel like I'm mandated to do this work, but is me forcing what I'm doing on other people really the best thing for them? Mm. Or is it better to lead by example, have conversations, talk about ideas, and create a, a place or a, a safe place of expansion mm -hmm. and inquiry where there are no wrong answers. Right. It's just, well, I had this thought. Did I have this thought? <laughs> where did this thought come from? So it's, these, it, it's this questioning, the internal questioning. So it is, it's, it's, part of it is a process of moving through the challenging things, moving mm -hmm. through the things that we fear or that we are, aren't aligned with going back to fear. The only two natural fear, fears humans have are loud noises and falling. Everything else has been created in our lives. So if we have a debilitating fear of anything outside of the two natural fears that we have of either falling or loud noises, mm -hmm. that's something, it's not natural. It's mm. something that's been created by our systems in our environment that have helped to keep us safe. But so often fear turns into debilitating expressions of fear. Right. We're frozen in place. We can't move forward in life. Um, major impacts mm. are all internally generated. Wow. Nothing external. So you're saying there's no one to blame but myself. <laughs> I am saying exactly that, which is it's, a lot of times it's not something people want to hear. Oh, gosh, no. Because, oh, well, I, it's just something I can take a pill for or it's something I can learn or I'm here to do or I'm here to achieve or I'm here to grow, which is not technically accurate. We're, we are already whole. We are already complete when we're born. Mm -hmm. The challenge is we get the dis-ease and the survival stuff because of our biological systems, that's how we're hardwired, right. that entrench us in the sense of the other or entrench, entrench us in programs of safety that we're perceiving as this thought, this action, or this approach is going to keep me safe, healthy, prosperous, right. whatever. But again, if we don't have those things inside and we're grasping outside to try and fill something that is perceived as a deficit inside we're just co-creating all of this dis-ease in our lives yeah because it's all well, I, you said that so beautifully it's all already there like Everything's we are born there. whole yep but i think at um, a young age we start to become conditioned through yep. maybe you know our parents experiences school everything. friends everything yeah. starts conditioning us and slowly that light that we were born with that strong just pure energy mm -hmm. loving light is slowly diminished little by little with different experiences but that's why it's important as adults once you have that capacity of thought and mm -hmm. you know abstract thinking thinking about how you can you know self-reflection self-reflection self exactly yeah. at that point it's important to take the reins and say okay i don't hate my family i don't hate so and so i don't hate myself mm -hmm. But I know that I can work through these things and spread better energy to the people around me. Because if we're all connected energetically, mm -hmm. we're all responsible for the energy we carry yep. with our words, with our actions, with our thoughts. 
it's our responsibility to to spread that positive energy and yeah. that positive light to others. Absolutely. And and it's um, I, I like opportunity more so than responsibility mm. because it goes back to that. We're responsible for ourselves. You're right. You're and right. If, but if we cultivate that that internal space mm -hmm. that is peaceful, present, abundant, happy, yes. joyful, and we're cultivating the practices that help to diminish that that monkey chatter in our minds that keep us so enmeshed with the things that we think, emote and react to. Yes. That's the space where we've got the opportunity to then because it's almost a natural byproduct. Mm -hmm. If we're high vibing and we're, we're, we're in a really good place, that emanates, that resonates, that vibrates out of, out from it us. It does, yeah. Almost effortlessly. Right. So People it, are attracted to that. It's like, whoa, why are exactly. you so happy? Yeah. I feel good being around you. Yeah, absolutely. But also the opposite. You walk into a room where, you know, people are anxious or sad or something happened. Or a fight has just occurred. Yeah. yeah. And even without knowing what happened, you walk in, you're like, whoa, what's going on? What happened in here? Exactly. So that is your energetic field interacting with other people's energetic fields, which happens constantly. But again, because all these energies are fairly subtle, we have to cultivate the knowing and, and the, the awareness of them to be able to tap more readily into them and to have that internal perspective of them, mm -hmm. which is that internal dive. That is mm -hmm. that radical enlightenment path of, um, you know, my approach wasn't necessarily uh, meditate in a field for, for 80 years or uh, re recite a mantra 800 times a day. Right. Yeah. I was like, uh, yes, I've experienced mantras. I've experienced meditation, but both seem ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I don't have, I, I don't want to do that one. Two, there's got to be an easier, better, more efficient way for all of us to elevate ourselves and each other mm -hmm. by proxy. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I came to in the book was it's, it's a handbook. It's a step-by-step -step guide of shedding the misperceptions of our external world, increasing the internal awareness, mm -hmm. increasing the perception and perspective that we are not our thoughts, emotions, and, and reactions. We are not uh, the things that we become so enmeshed with. We are not, we are not the attachment to anything outside of us. We are the energy that's driving this machine. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful, amazingly capable, hyper-intelligent machine that we, are, that we are innately enmeshed with in our experience. Mm -hmm. But it's one that we have, if we decide, um, we do have a purview over. We can decide how we want to feel. We can decide how we want to uh, think. And it, it does take time and it does take practice, but that's mm -hmm. what life is. Life is practice. Life is practice. We're not, yeah. here to, we're not here to learn anything. We're not here to grow, as we touched on. We're already whole. Yeah. All we're here to do is uh, release resistance to the contrast we experience in life and remove the barriers that have been Im embedded in our, in our biological systems mm -hmm. that are keeping that life perceptively dim. But it's really like if you've got a lamp and you throw uh, like a, 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 a scarf on it, mm -hmm. it's slightly dimmed. But you still see the light, right? And then you add sixty more scarves on top of it. It's, <laughs> it's not pitch that, black. <laughs> it's pitch black, but it's not that the light has gone out. Right. It's just there's a lot of BS that's got layered on top of the light. Yes. That that makes it seem perceptively like the light has gone out. Mm -hmm. Light never goes out. Yeah. It's 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 eternal. And that's such a beautiful, just hopeful message, yeah. you know, for everyone that the light is never out. Never. You just have to make that space, like you said and start peeling away those mm -hmm. scarves on top of that lamp. Yeah. And it's totally doable. And yeah. I know you and your wife, Kelly, do this type of work. Mm -hmm. So do you guys um, 
offer courses or what is it that you you can um, offer people? Yeah, so we've got two. One, we're in the middle of a radical living practice course, mm -hmm. and uh, it's based on the tenets in the book. Uh, as far as the book ends with uh, four primary radicals, and if we can cultivate radical honesty, acceptance, empathy, and balance internally for ourselves and externally for our entire world, mm -hmm. then that is really the, the, the crux of radical enlightenment, where it is living radically honest, but you can't have one without the other. Mm. You can't be radically honest without, be radi be, without being radically empathetic, because then you just come off as a pompous jerk. <laughs> yeah. You can't be radically empathetic without being also radically balanced, because then we can tend to give too much of ourselves, and we can, mm. we can over and mesh our emotional state with somebody else's emotional state oh, okay. under the perception that we're helping. Mm. But all we're doing is onboarding our perception of their experience. It's not really doing anything to or for them. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. Uh, there's going to be another session in the spring. And so uh, if you go to RadicalEnlightenment.com, yeah, there's a sign-up sheet for that uh, course coming, I think, in April or March. Okay. And then uh, we're actually doing a self-muscle testing uh, two-part course coming up uh, starting this coming Sunday. Okay, November so this 15th. Sunday the 15th? This Sunday the 15th. Okay, great. And then the second session is going to be Sunday, uh, December 6th. Okay. And it's uh, basically uh, helps people cultivate a stronger self-muscle testing practice. Mm -hmm. So all of us are natural biofeedback machines. And we can actually tap into what's going on in our system using muscle testing. And it's an in, invaluable tool, I'll say, mm -hmm. on this journey of self-awareness, self-discovery, and cleaning out all this junk in our subconscious trunk that mm -hmm. isn't serving us anymore. Yeah. It's not enlivening us, it's not helping us. It, the really. scarves over the lamp, exactly. right? Those are all the scarves. Exactly. <laughs> They're so last year. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, especially these patterns, like we just, we're done with them. <laughs> we're done with them. We're, we're done with these scarves. <laughs> oh, well that's amazing. So then you have a course coming up mm -hmm. uh, for uh, self Muscle testing? Self-muscle testing, yeah. On Sunday the 15th. Sunday the 15th, and, and it's then, a two-part course. Okay. So the first Sunday, we're, we're teaching the different methods of muscle testing. There's mm -hmm. five we're going to be going over. And everybody's going to have one that they're strong to. And again, this is a practice. Okay. So the first time you step up to bat at the plate, or the first time uh, you try and do a corner kick in, in a soccer mm -hmm. uh, field, it might not be exactly how you expect it to go. And that's totally okay, right? That's no why. judgment. No it's judgment a safe space. at all. This is a practice. And the more we turn the mirror inside internally, the more practice we cultivate and the more perception and perspective we have internally. Mm. The second part of the course is going to be diving into applications. How do we use muscle testing in life? Mm -hmm. How can we um, use them to assist us in getting to strengthen our intuition, moving from thinking to feeling to knowing, mm. getting to that internal knowing state which is, you can look at it as listening to intuition, um, uh, attuning to guidance, internal guidance system, right. attuning to, to the, uh, what we're being guided to that with energy that's greater than us, whatever mm -hmm. the interpretation is. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the two parts of that. Wonderful. And then also uh, both of us are seeing private clients. And if uh, basically, uh, you mentioned earlier, energy change agent. And it's massive energetic shifts in a short amount of time that's been described as uh, five years of therapy in a few sessions. Mm -hmm. Because to your point, we're not addressing the symptoms. We're getting to the root cause of the energetic components that have created the symptoms that we're now experiencing. Yes, getting to the energetic cause. Exactly. And, he and not healing it, but changing that energy. Because like you said, energy never 
stops it just changes form changes form so you're helping facilitate that change exactly so we can be more in that flow Mm -hmm. more in that loving excited spirit of what we are exactly versus this dimmed down zombie version just you know living day to day yeah just kind of going through the motions yeah Yeah. goodness and you know your book is really amazing i think i'm on like page 40 or Mm -hmm. so already and i'm just i am just soaking it up because it is just you did such a wonderful job just really uh, providing i'm kind of scientific minded as well so i have this little like science brain that's like wait where's the evidence you know and i love how you provide like scientific Mm -hmm. evidence throughout but it's also very intuitive and energetic and it's just it's beautiful so thank you so much yeah you have done the world a favor by <laughs> writing that honestly it's amazing and and not to not to uh you know get to uh, any point of hubris or, or ego but uh so i had this enlightenment experience coming up on a year ago it was uh, november 21st 2019 mm-hmm. and then the book flooded out of me in two and a half weeks at the beginning of december so the entire thing the framework part of it was written, uh, I was writing 16, 18 hours a day, wow. not even batting an eye, not being tired, not feeling thirsty, not feeling hungry, just going. Download, Com- just complete boom. Divine guidance, divine download, um, uh, universal uh, uh, interjection, whatever, again, whatever the comfortable term is, was what I experienced. That's so powerful. It's like all of the wisdom of the universe just came out like it, boom it, here it, it is it coalesced through the entirety of my life experience because these again these are these Beautiful. are things i've been toying with or thinking about my whole life mm-hmm. and everything came together and for me it was really that co that coalescing of the yes and where it couldn't it can't just be a theological or a spiritual answer and it can't just be a philosophical answer and it can't just be a religious answer yeah because it's all compo- it's all fact it's all um, fractions of a whole it's nothing and it's everything <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my goodness. 100%. That is just like blows your mind yeah. when you stop and think about it. And one last thing I did want to offer for the rest of the year through uh, 2020, I'm offering 20% off of any session. Awesome. And uh, you just use the code uh, Lucy2020. Lucy2020. So we got a little uh, bit of technical difficulties <laughs> there, but we're back on and we just want to wrap it up. And, um, Again, if you're ready for that next step in your life and you're ready to change some energy, um, give Kevin Russell a call. Check out the website. Can yeah. you tell us the website one more time? Yeah, absolutely. RadicalEnlightenment.com. Great. I think it's blocks that everybody on earth is going to have mm-hmm. depending on who we are, depending on our life experiences. It's just a quick quiz to help us identify that. Mm-hmm. The more we know, the more action we can take. Amazing. I love that. And just again, the title of the book is My Guy on the Ninth Floor. Totally recommend it. I am reading it right now. And it's it's incredible. So, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today and for just all of your insight. You really are doing God's work. God's work, universe. Like, I just, I feel like you're really in the flow right now. That's exactly where it's at. And I, I just, something that's happening. It's the only thing.
thing to do for me is to, to embrace it and to run full steam ahead. Love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for your time. It was great talking with you. It was so cool. Um, everyone, if you love this conversation and uh, you want to share it, go right ahead. Um, Shine and Flow is basically everywhere on the Spotify, Apple uh, anchor. So make sure you do that. And um, remember to shine and flow and make it a wonderful day.